Hello and welcome to another episode of the Problematic Sticker Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Gary, and today, as always, we will discuss amazing anime things. Joining me, as always, are Ben and Alfonso. Ben, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How about you? Oh, you know, just hanging in there, just hanging in there. I hear you're drinking Vegeta and Boo and Brawly juices. Yeah, Vegito sparkling water apple flavor. Oh, it's Vegito. Oh, damn, you got both of them. Yeah. <laughs> very uh, nice, very nice. Super Saiyan Blue Vegito Water. That sounds delicious. Nice. <laughs> How has the animes been for you this week? I don't you know, have that much time, so I don't really only watched our weekly one and I read mm-hmm. the manga. And I watched a bit of the Dragon Ball Battle Hour as well, but not much. So I wish I'd uh, watched more. Um, that thing was weird because, like, randomly throughout the day, you'd send me things. Like, is this like a 24 hour stream of Dogen that has just taken this long, or did you just randomly switch between okay. games to announce things? <laughs> no, they've got four different arenas set up, and they've got Dogen, Legends, Card Game, yeah, Super Card Game, and mm-hmm. Dragon. And then they've got uh, the producer stream. Sorry, they've got five actually, they've got an art stream as well. I can't remember what happened in the art stream this year, but last year was like they did a, um, they had someone do a, a diorama of Gohan versus Cell, and he spent the entire live stream doing that. Um, the producer one is all the different producers from all the different Dragon Ball games um, were playing through Budokai 2 this year. Um, and then Dokkan had a live quiz where if you were on, on the on the phone app or on the uh, the game app. Uh, you could participate in a live quiz, and then if enough answers were corrected, everyone's getting free stones. Uh, Legends had a live quiz also. Um, and then if you got the answers correct, um, everyone's getting free like crystals, which is the equivalent of stones. Um, but yeah, they had all different arenas, and then you could w- walk around it on your phone. In, in the 3D environment and then watch it in, in stream or you could watch it on Twitch. So, yeah. Um, Fighters also had a tournament as well where they showed off the new Android 21. Um, I did feel bad for Legends players though because they announced a new Beerus and everyone got really excited because it's an anti-revival, anti-endurance Beerus, which is the first time an anti-revival unit has existed. Um, and everyone got really hyped because everyone's been looking forward to Hakai Beerus because um, there hasn't been a really good Beerus in the game. Even since there, there was a Beerus that came out, but he was the first like LR equivalent. And because he was the first one, he wasn't really balanced properly and he was a bit underpowered. Like the next ones were a lot more powerful than he was. So he was just like not that good. And then they Zenkai'd him, but he was again one of the first Zenkai units. So he's it's been so long that he's not that good now. So everyone was excited that this new Beerus got announced. But the issue is they then, at the end of the live stream, announced that Vegeta's going to get Zenkai. Um, and the problem with that is the fact that the Vegeta is um, type advantage over Beerus. And his entire passive is designed to killing god units. So they're like, we got this new Beerus. By the way, the counter is also out. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> The Beerus has no time to shine because the Vegeta is going to kill him. That's before we even know what the Vegeta will do because um, 
a Zenkai unit, kind of like an EZA, gets buff, stat buffs. But it also gets two additional passives added to the character to make them stronger. So he already has increased damage against God units. So I'm hoping that they buff, they give a new Whis card because Beerus runs really well with Whis. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, Battle Hour was, uh, I think it was two days um, of constant live streams of Fighters, Dokken, Legends, Card Game, Super Dragon Ball Heroes, and the producer thing. Um, they showed off the new stuff for the movie as well. That was a short thing they did. People got a bit frustrated because they spent for they talked. I think it was about ten minutes. They had like a twenty-minute panel, and about five minutes of that twenty minutes was spent talking about an umbrella. <laughs> They're like, we we spent so much time designing this umbrella because if you turn the umbrella to the left to the to the side. It actually makes the red ribbon symbol, and we we designed they're like they're showcasing like the concept art of this umbrella. They showed the umbrella in the show, in the movie. Um, they're like, "What's this trailer?" As this kid does this thing, and everyone's like, "Okay," and they're like, "Watch the trailer closely," and everyone's like, "Okay," and they're like, "Watch it really closely," and they showed the trailer like three times in a row, and they're like, "Did you guys see the umbrella?" God damn it. <laughs> they like zoomed in into the umbrella everyone's like trying to look for something like in the scene or something because he's like throwing a grenade into a prison everyone's like is he trying to free someone is someone trying to break out of prison is that what's happening is that part of the movie and they're like no we just we just wanted to show the umbrella off oh, no, no nobody cares about that no, nobody nobody no, nobody watches dragon ball for hot umbrella action so yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed the battle hour. It was okay. Uh, Doken got the announcement of Super Saiyan Blue Evolution Vegeta EZA, um, and Japan's yeah. version of Doken got announcement of the uh, Great Ape EZAs. You know the Goku Vegeta and Raditz. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they didn't have them before, so they get them the yeah. same day. <sighs> well, alrighty, Alfonso's here as well, Alfonso. Hello, hello. How has Alfonso's anime time been? Um, it's been a little lackluster because you know Valentine's was just the other day. I'm working on me and Shannon's nine and a half anniversary in two weeks. I had to go to a celebration due to um one of my aunts on my mom's side passed last year. We couldn't really acknowledge it because of how bad COVID was last year so we kind of did it this year so yeah I, I haven't been watching anime a lot because of all that stuff but now that things kind of died down it's time to get back into it so hopefully this this week I, I, I get back into it so yeah alrighty alrighty well shall we get into it then with um what do we have we have the, the newest manga issue Ben, you, I'm assuming, read it as well. Yes. yes. We learned that Alfonso doesn't oh. read it, so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he thinks he's going to get it some other way. <laughs> For us talking right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, we pick up uh, right where we left off with uh, Gas um, controlling his 
berserker form. Um, and he puts some uh, magic spell, I guess you can say, on Goku and Vegeta that kind of stops them from being able to yeah. move. Um, so they're stuck there. And out of nowhere, Granola comes up from behind um, their leader, whose name eludes me now. Um, Gas? No, Gas is the is the fighter that they're trying to Not stop. Bojack. Yeah, the Bojack dude. Um, he comes up trying to kill him. Uh, Gas notices it, uh, teleports him to another location. Um, as Granola is about to blast him with his finger blaster weapon attack, um, <laughs> Granola flies up into the air and kicks him in both his arms, breaking both of his hands. Um, yeah. And then blasts him in the eyes, essentially blinding him. Yeah. Um, Granola falls into the water, and that's kind of the last we see of him for a little bit. Um, yeah. And as always, because apparently Goku can't do this himself, Vegeta once again gives Goku all of his energy so Goku well, can no, fight off mi- gas. You missed the part where um, Granola gets killed by Bojack guy. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The the Bojack well, dude comes up him. behind him. Yeah, and Granola's blinded. He's hurt. Both yeah. of his arms are broken, and he blasts him whole right through his stomach, essentially, with yeah. a pistol, phaser pistol thing, and that's where he falls yeah. into the water. You're right. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, once again, Vegeta gives Goku all of his energy, and Goku is now able to move. Because I guess he's got enough power to break from the the spell of that gas cast on them, yeah. um, and they start fighting. Um, but of course, gas is still more powerful. He starts creating his projectile. He creates like a wall with spikes, and he's trying to stop Goku that way. Goku's just dodging the attacks, and then he pretty much uproots the entire destroyed town. Granola's town there and starts throwing it at Goku, buildings and shit. But of course, again, Goku's able to dodge everything. Um, And then he starts using trains. The one thing that Goku (laughs) can't dodge is apparently a moving train. (laughs) That's just moving in thin air. It's not riding on anything. He gets hit. uh, He's able to jump up on the top of the train. Um, He fights gas a little bit. And once again, he gets hit by another train. A second one. If only we knew that Goku's weakness was trains. Seriously. <laughs> you should have Spider-Man um, that. <laughs> and, and Vegeta's like, what the hell is that idiot doing? Like, literally, that's yeah. pretty much what he said. He's like, what is that idiot doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, and Gas is like, you suck. And he just, like, throws the train into the water. And Goku apparently can't swim because then he's choking underwater because he can't breathe. Um, yeah. then gas goes under the water, he creates like a vortex so he can go down without the water touching him, and apparently he's psychically like choking Goku um Goku tries to do a key blast on him, which gas then captures the key blast somehow and throws it back at Goku um hitting him no, creating the giant gas tidal makes wave. the key blast oh no, no, he does he captures it Never mind. yeah, he captures he catches Goku's um. But Goku's able to survive, he's all hurt and shit, and Gas is about to essentially finish off Goku when he notices that um, the Namekian is over there healing Granola. 
And then he realizes that it's because of the Namekian that they are um, able to recover from near death all the time. So he goes to try to kill him. And as he's flying in to kill the Namekian, Goku flies up, grabs him, and uses instant transmission to teleport him and Gas to Jocko, who's on some random-ass planet helping people screw in their light bulbs. Oh my god. <laughs> as a galactic patrolman. Um, they teleport there, and Goku starts to tell Gas, you know, as much as your teleportation is good... Um, mine is better because I've been using yeah. it for years. I know how to use it better. Um, and he starts dodging all of Gas's attacks with instant transmission, but Gas is still able to land a hit on him. Yeah. Um, and then Goku essentially baits him into following him if he can, and he just teleports somewhere. We don't know where, and Gas follows him, and Jocko's like, what the hell just happened? I gotta get off this planet. <laughs> and that's that's where the episode ends, and, or the issue, and we have no idea where they went. It's like the most anticlimactic end to an issue I think we've had. <laughs> it's like what I happened? Bad, I feel bad for Jacko though. I mean, come on, poor Jacko. Yeah, he's just screwed in a white ball, man. He just got king kied. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this sounds like heroes. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of speed ran it. Well, not really. That's yeah. actually pretty much. No, that's pretty much it. What happened? It was. It was very short issue. Yeah. Yeah. Not not much happened. A lot of it was just Goku yeah. jumping backwards and dodging shit. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I. It was all right, I guess. Um, it wasn't a big thing. I, like I said, I'm kind of irritated that it's again Vegeta who has to give Goku his yeah. power. Yeah. Why won't Goku ever do it for Vegeta? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, that's now twice that Vegeta gave up the chance to fight by giving Granola the Senzu Bean, giving his energy to Goku. Um, I believe Goku was fighting in God. Not Buu, but I believe he was fighting in God. Um, yeah. From what I could understand from the eyes. The end. But... Uh, I am now firmly in the belief that Goku is going to keep teleporting with gas, and he's going to teleport himself to Beerus's planet. <laughs> <laughs> I think Goku's thinking that way. I think he, he knows he can't beat gas, and Beerus is going to be forced to take him out. Because <laughs> gas is going to be destroying his planet, and probably try to kill Beerus as well. Is ever gonna be? Is ever gonna be okay? Is ever gonna be Beerus? Or oh, this is how they'll introduce Broly. Or Frieza. Oh yeah, could be Broly. He might teleport him to Broly or Frieza. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It could be any one of them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Ben, your thoughts on the issue then? I didn't mind it. Like, like as you said, it was just dodging. Um, uh, there's some actual plot point. That, it feels like a mix of the Namek Saga and Cell Saga now, like with the the old folk playing the part of Dende, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I love it because he said in the last issue, he's like, I don't have much power left, so I'm going to do the best I can to heal you. And now he's over there healing Granola, so yeah. clearly he has more power than he's letting on. Yeah. 
Well, there's, well, there's a difference. He's not. I don't think he's trying to fully heal. Granola is just trying to get rid of the laser wound. Mm-hmm. Bullet laser wound. He's not like with Vegeta and Goku. Was like get, trying to power them up, as in give them energy. I think with this, I think it's more not not you no die. Then you become strong enough to fight. So mm-hmm. maybe that takes less energy than you know. But no, I I didn't mind it. Uh, it felt short because in fact we still got wait a month until the next one. Um, and this has got to end soon because they said it ends before the movie, and the movie comes out April. So it's only got what next month, really. That's the thing, because now they split them up. So now you got to tell two stories. You got to show us what's yeah. going on with Goku and Gas. And what's going on on planet with Vegeta and the rest of the Bojack wannabes? Because <laughs> yeah. that still has to end somehow too. So, yeah, if if it's supposed to end by the time the movie, this issue better be like a triple sized issue. Because <laughs> I don't know what else they're gonna really do. How fast they're gonna finish this? Uh, well, Vegeta has instant transmission, so hopefully. <laughs> Which yeah, but Vegeta gave all his energy to Goku, so he shouldn't even be able to fight anybody. But once again, he's probably going to pull something out of his ass. <laughs> yeah. uh. Now Vegeta has to fight off three super powerful dudes. Unless somehow Granola is healed enough that he will stop all three of them himself. Well, they're not super powerful, are they? I don't think. I still think they're at least more powerful than Super Saiyan. Yeah. So it'll that have to be Granola up. unless somehow Vegeta is able to do something. Oob. Oob will do it. Yeah, unless no. Boo shows up, that'd be cool. Uh, Give back Boo. Yeah, I, Boo <laughs> got ripped off in the last arc. It, you know. Unless they uh, pull something cool, like Freezer will come and save Vegeta and kill those three. Vegeta'd rather be dead. Who knows? Yeah, there's no way Frieza saving Vegeta. No way. <laughs> I mean, I can no. Frieza, you say that, but there's a nah. no, but Frieza Fre- wants to Frieza wants to kill Goku and Vegeta, so he might end up saving Goku and Vegeta just so that he can kill Goku and Vegeta. Like, he if he he can't kill them if they're dead. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> Well, you know, I've been saying it for a long time. They keep talking about Frieza in this arc, and yet they still haven't had Frieza appear. He has to appear. Like, what's the point of him being the the main focal point of all these guys who hate him and guys who work for him but also want to kill him and have not have him show up? It's He'll stupid. appear in the last chapter as a bonus chapter and be like, oh, yeah, those people, I remember them, and that will be it. And we'll find I, out that Frieza is the one who recreated the Red Ribbon Army. Yeah, sure leading into the movie. Uh, with how, <laughs> how, how everything is going on in the manga, like I'm not even I'm I, I, not sure if you've read this far, but I remember that uh, what's it? Frieza knew about Boo, knew about Beerus, and even knew about Moro. Like, what does Frieza not know? <laughs> to this point, he just knows the plot. Like, yeah. Well, oh, I yes. mean, he was just told by 
Big Daddy King Cold over there to avoid yeah. all those guys. So he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So as cocky and as ridiculous as Freezy is, he knew where he was um, yeah. where where to avoid and who to avoid. So Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, okay, uh, I guess that was the issue. Um last bit of info, I guess. We got our first glimpse of uh Team Trunks and Team Goten. Goten grew faster in this time period than he's ever had in the entire show. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's actually it, he looks taller than Go than Trunks at that point from that image. Um, in in, yeah, in his in the defense, though, that's kind of what happened to his father, though, because his father was like really small, and then suddenly a year later, he was like massive. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's our first view or first image of them, and they're doing you know the the, the fusion dance about to go into Go Tanks. Um, I don't know what kind of role they're gonna play in the movie. If Go Tanks will be useful again, who knows? Um, but we also got a tiny little picture of Krillin as well. He's still a cop. Uh, He's got the a... uniform. He's in that image. There is a whole. There's a whole photo for that if you want the whole photo. I can find it for you. Oh, is there a whole photo? I just saw the small little yeah. bit of it. There's a, that's Android 18 stepping on him. Everyone's excited about that. <laughs> yes, mommy, step on me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what he said. Give me saying. one second. I will find the... Uh, there is a full image. If I can find it. Do, 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 do. For some reason, Goten and, tr- Come on. Goten and Trunks are like all the way to the side compared to everyone else. Well, that just means they're not going to play any role at all. <laughs> I'm hoping they do. Uh... Oh, so am I. Because I love me the go tanks. There you go. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Oh, no boo in the picture? That makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, nice image. Yeah, she's. Krillin's literally just holding her up. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I don't like the fact that the villain isn't. Uh, Bulma has a pop figure of the villain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Nice. So yeah. Well. Yeah, already. I know this will um, sound weird, but considering the other guys like this little chubby person that thinks he's a hero, you know, <laughs> one of the main. Villains or whatever. If it's a villain, we don't know. I don't, we don't know the plot. Have you see next to mm-hmm. Goku? Yeah. What I can see happening is you can see that Trunks and Goten have the fingers aligned wrong. Yeah. I can see them making chubby Gotenks, and then we're going to have chubby Gotenks versus chubby hero guy. Oh my god! I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> Unless that chubby guy is Gotenks. 
All I know is Pan is next outfit. Uncle Piccolo. Yes. Pan is the best with how adorable she is. Super tiny. Alrighty. Shall we move on? Actually, one so the movie part. comes out. Hold on. The movie comes out April 22nd. Yeah. Yes, so technically, they can is. get two more issues out of the manga yeah. if they release them on the 20th. So, yeah. Very well. And then they said summer this year for North America. Yeah, summer for, yeah, summer for North America. Oh, man. So we're going to get this whole movie spoiled by the time we see it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Poop. Alrighty. Shall we move on well, to the anime? I got one news article that's going to interest us all, but mostly Ben. Um, last year, we, we all agreed that our favorite anime of the year was Miss Kabayashi. Yes. And the week that I recommended my anime for today, there was a, a special event where they're making special figurines for Toru, Hana, and another oh. dragon that I won't announce because she's she the third dragon is in season two. So when it was announcing this, they also announced that Mitch Karyopshi is getting the game that's coming out for PS4 and Switch March 24th. Oh, it's got a release date, yay. Knowing that you have so many games to get in March, are you just gonna drop everything and get this? Or what, yes. what are you gonna do? Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I will be putting my name down to review that. <laughs> Gary? <laughs> um, but have fun with it, Ben. I think it's a visual novel, so... <laughs> no, it's a shoe-em-up, isn't it? It's a shmup. Even better. Have fun with that, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Not my uh, type of game. Nice. Okay. That's it. That's all so, I have yeah. to say. No, I'm going to go watch gameplay. See ya. <laughs> I want to see what it is. It's such years. Um... Oh, it is a shoot 'em up. You're right. But what type of shoot 'em up? I just not. I think it's uh, like a old school Ikaruga. No, that, that, that's Dream House. I don't care about my Dream House. I want to go visit, watch the video game. Okay, so, yeah, okay, yeah, it's like uh, our type. Mm -hmm. This is not the type of game I was expecting it to be. I don't know why I expected, but this isn't why I expected. <laughs> but it is what you got. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Well, either way, end up, I will end up trying to review it. Let's talk about the anime of the bye week. This was Alfonso's recommendation: Battle Game in Five Seconds. Interesting anime. I say interesting because I, as Ben mentioned on Unchained, it feels like an anime we've watched. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think, at least for me. Um, there's a reason for that. Um, it is because it bor borrows so much from animes we've seen. Um, like, I swear I remember that lady, that cat girl from somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so yeah, uh, it's the story of Akira, who of course is a high schooler who's too good for school because he's supposedly the smartest man on the planet, according to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, who is attacked on the street while going to school by some big mummy dude. Um, and he runs into this, you know, building that's under construction and he devises a plan to kill him. Um, he's like a master strategist. Um, and he's able to do it. He's able to stab him with a giant pole. pole I believe it is. He bleeds oh, out yeah. to death and then a girl shows up. Uh, cat girl, as you say, Ben. Yeah. Um, and she blasts a hole through him with a giant cannon that she mm-hmm. forms out of her hand. Mm-hmm. And he dies, only to wake up in a giant hall with a bunch of other people and this cat girl who informs them that they are part of a big game that takes place in stages or phases. Mm-hmm. Um, where they essentially have to fight for survival, I guess you can say. Um, They have these handcuffs put on them, uh, which are... They're not removed, they're disabled uh, when they get to their rooms and during combat. But when they get to to their room, they are essentially told they all get a special power. Um... And there's a letter there. They look at the letter. They know what their special power is, and they have to learn how to use it. Um, so our main character, Akira, he learns that his power is whatever some what somebody else thinks his power is. So essentially, whatever they deception. think his power is, that's what his what his he's able to deception. use. What was that? Yeah, power of deception. deception. Yeah. Okay. Power of deception. So he goes into his first combat match with, I don't remember his name, but he plays a big role. He's a big red-headed yeah. kid who fights with swords. Your typical anime-type sword-fighting character. Who gets ignored all the time. Who what? They don't notice <laughs> They don't notice that he's never there <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, you know, when he's talking, they was like, oh, you was talking all this time. I didn't have a notice. Uh, Madoka. Yeah. Madoka. Is that his name? I think so. M-A-D-O-K-A. He has the ability Madoka. to turn okay. stuff into, it sticks into swords that can cut through anything. Yeah. He's able to turn wood, essentially, into a sword that can cut through anything. Except we find out later, except oh, his own type, his own power. He can't cut through his own yeah. power. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so he fights Akira, and Akira has to find a figure out a way to make him come up with what he thinks Akira's special power is. Mm-hmm. And throughout the fight, he's leaving him hints, he's essentially planting seeds in his mind of what... So, Madoka can imagine what his weapon is, and he tells him that it's something you've already seen before, it's an ability you've seen before, it did this, it did that, and then he imagines the cannon that he saw uh, the cat girl use, because during the 
information part of the episode, she killed some random guy who came up to the stage who tried to attack yeah. her. So he yeah. saw that she had a cannon. So he imagines that Akira has the hand cannon. And so uh-huh. Akira creates the hand cannon and blasts him, uh, essentially leaving him for dead, winning the fight. Um, he goes back to his room, and we kind of find out that his a whole shtick being there is he wants to kill the cat girl because she beat him. Yes. In the beginning. Like, he's never lost in anything, apparently, and she beat him because she blew a hole in him. And he pretty much wants vengeance on her. And he wants to know exactly what's going on, what this organization is, because they obviously have a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, we're introduced to our secondary main character, Yuri, who's, you know, a high school girl who is angry all the time. She's got rage issues. And yes. we get kind of her backstory as well. You know, some psycho um, that she helped out became a stalker, mm-hmm. followed mm-hmm. her around. Her home life sucks. Her mom is essentially sleeping with whatever guy she can. Um, but the guy she's sleeping with now has a daughter of his own. And she finds out that this little girl is being abused. She sees that she has bruises all over her. And she vows to protect her, which sucks for her because she was planning to leave. She saved up a lot of money to essentially run away and start her own life. But now she wants to take care of this little girl. Um, at one point, she's walking down the street and she sees the same stalker guy who she's been, you know, essentially rejecting because he's a psychopath. Um, about to kill himself. So she runs up to the roof to try to save him because he's about to jump. And I don't understand her reasoning of jumping over the ledge to try to yeah, get him that, to come yeah. over the ledge. <laughs> yeah, that made no sense. Wish you could have just grabbed him from behind. Yes, and uh, pull him over the, the ledge. <laughs> yeah. So instead, he grabs her and throws her along with himself off the ledge. And they essentially fall to their death. That's as far mm-hmm. as she remembers. So the whole yep. idea now is that all these people died in the real world. And yes. they were essentially brought to whatever the hell this is um, for whatever reason. And we find out from the cat girl that they were picked randomly to be here. Yuri mm-hmm. doesn't believe that. They believe they were chosen to be there. And there's evidence of that because she clearly, Akira shows up there. If it's random, why would he be there when we find out that she specifically has a uh, vested interest in Akira himself? The cat girl. Yes. Uh, and Yuri doesn't believe that either, that they were picked at random to be there. Uh, but now comes up her fight. She finds out her power is essentially what is it? Quinn what's the fight? Quadruple, yeah. Quadruple. No, it's, it's, quintuple. No, quadruple is for yeah, quintuple, quintuple, yeah. quintuple. Yeah, I quintuple, yeah. yeah, is that five? Yeah. She's yeah. able to quintuple her physical abilities. Now, this is important because at first we believe that it's just her strength. She's able to strike five times harder. But yeah. we find out that it's any physical <laughs> ability. <laughs> yeah, we Running... learned that by, by <laughs> <laughs> um, the main character, Akira, asking her to jump up. And she jumps up to her roof and they all can all see her panties. And like, she's like angry that that happened. Yeah, she, she blames him saying that you purposely did this and she attacks them. 
Well, she attacks him and another guy. But before yeah. that, yeah. you know, it's up. It's time for her to fight. You know, she's trying to break out of her room and she can't. But her fight is essentially against a rapist, murderer, pretty much. Who's yeah. I don't really know what his ability is, but I guess it's fear, like to impose fear on people. I guess. Um, yeah, that was a weird fight. Yeah, the fight essentially, though, know, he's talking about her. Oh, schoolgirl, I'm going to do things to you. And then he just takes off his pants, so his dick is just showing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and it trips her out, and he's able to get behind her, and, you know, he's like choking her out, smelling her and stuff. And then we get his backstory for no fucking reason. Like, he was with some young girl who's a prostitute that he murdered. Um, but she gets so pissed off that she grabs his arm and essentially just crushes it. Like, the bone and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and then she just knocks him out in one hit and wins the fight. <clears throat> um, so yeah, so we get to the next fight, which is a team fight. And this is where um, Akira, Yuri... Well, no, you missed... You missed um, one fight. Um, yeah. The creepy, like, red-headed, like, She's like, where is her seductive outfit in a way? Um, and then, I can't remember who she was fighting exactly, but he was kind of Wait, what's that? No, wasn't that you don't see her fight until the team battle. No, yeah, she fights now... first. No, she fights in yeah. the 1v1 um, because they don't know what her power is exactly. Because the guy that like offered to like have them both surrender um, no, that was in, no, that's in the team no, that fight. No, that was the team fight. Yeah, that's the team fight. Is that fight. a team fight? Oh, yeah, that's the yeah. team fight. Yeah, that was the team fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so in the team fight, it... Akira, Yuri, Modalko, and our new character, Shin, who is a Japanese wrestler, um, protector type, and some guy who looks like he's part of the mafia. And um, you should mention um, Gary that now this is now program two. They 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 entered they finished program run and now this is program two. Okay, yeah, phase two then. Um, yeah, I'll just say phase two. Yeah, so the team battle starts in two hours. So they they sit there talking and it comes down to we need to learn what our powers are. And Akira's like, oh, they're they're purposely doing this. They want to know our powers, so it creates this disadvantage. Or if we have to fight them again later. They'll know our powers. So he's overthinking things. For whatever reason. Uh, the Mafia guy straight up comes out and says, this is my power. He takes out a button and he turns the button into a rope. And that's literally <laughs> yep. it. So useless. Like, what the hell is that? He's like, this is the coolest thing ever. And he's like, that's useless. What the hell is that? <laughs> button rope. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And then Modaka, you know, he tells him, hey, I can turn wood into a sword, you know, cool. Yeah. And then we find out that Shin's ability is he can become invincible for two seconds. That sucks. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. I yeah, I, I would rather like have this, the. I'd have the. Oh, come on. I'll be honest. If I had the choice between invincibility for two seconds or rope, I would. I'd probably pick rope. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I, I <laughs> At least the rope has practical use. Yeah, but Shin 
he's like, I'm not going to use this power. I don't need to use this power. And mm-hmm. he gives an explanation like he's never going to use something that he didn't earn or something like that. Yeah. Um, so he's like, I'm never going to use it. So then it comes to Yuri, and that's when he asks her to jump up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and she jumps up, and she hits the ceiling, and um, you, Akira and the weird mafia, mafia dude, dude, they stare yeah. and look at her panties, whereas Modaka and Shin, they turn away. They're like, uh-uh, we know what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so she gets pissed off, and she beats the shit out of both of them. But then it comes to Akira, and he has to hide what his ability is. He obviously doesn't yeah. want them to know, so he essentially uses Modaka to tell them what his bounty is, and he tells them that it's the hand cannon, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So we go into the fight, and the fights are um, one-on-one uh, between four people randomly. So one person from one team gets selected, another person from another team. Um, and the other team is composed of that, that redhead girl who I'm assuming is a prostitute. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't the redhead so. girl. No, well, well, we never really find out what, who she really was, mm. but you know, so the first fight is her against the mafia guy and she comes on stage and she's like, Oh, can you please just give up? I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to do this. I don't want to lose because I don't know what the punishment is, because they didn't tell them, if you lose, what your punishment is going to be. And he's refusing, but he's like, how about we settle this 50-50, and I flip a coin, and whatever it lands on, that's who surrenders. So he throws up the coin, and before the coin lands, he, he dies. Like, spikes or steel appears in his body, and he's dead. Um, yeah. and to me, to this moment, after finishing, I still don't know how she killed him because when we find out how her power works, doesn't make any sense with what happened here. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but essentially, she kills him downright. He's dead. He's gone. So she wins uh-huh. the fight. Um, and the next fight is um, is the wrestler. It is the wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shin against this little girl who they think is a middle schooler, but she's like a third year senior. She just looks very yeah. little. Um, and it's uh, them. Uh, the fight starts, and right as he goes in charging at her, uh, she raises her hand, and she's like, I give up. <laughs> the fight is over. And he's like, okay, whatever. Um, and the redhead girl gets pissed off and starts choking her out. How dare you give up? This, this, this. And then we, she kind of explains what her power is. She's able to mimic another person's power to the tenth of its ability, which sounds absolutely useless. The tenth of the ability. And obviously his power is to make himself invincible for two seconds, so what's a tenth of te- two seconds? Yeah. And point two. you kind of realize that there's really no way she was ever going to win that fight. It's a useless power for her to to mimic. Yeah. That's why yeah. she gave up. Like It's not an offensive, it's a defensive ability. Um, so the next fight is, of course, Modaka, and he's going up against a girl who is, again, being threatened by the red-headed girl that she better win. Um, so the fight starts, and we find out that this girl's ability is to take marbles and 
essentially expand them into giant boulders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she uses like a slingshot sometimes to do it, or she throws it. Um, and Modoka, because he can cut through anything, starts to deflect these marbles or cut them whenever he wants. Um, and this girl is like, holy shit, I can't win against this ability. So she kind of tries to trap him by throwing a bunch of marbles around him, leaving him in one spot where he's easy to hit. Um, and she tries, uh, but what happens is Modaka cuts through the marble. Was that what happened? No, he, no, he gets no, he gets beaten, doesn't he? Because he's like, ah, he does. The mar- yeah, but we find out like he threw a sword at her. It was like a yeah, dagger, because... and she was surprised, like, what the hell happened? And he said he broke the stick, yeah, and he essentially yeah. turned it into two okay. weapons. Yeah. yeah. And right as he was about to beat her, like, telling her to surrender, and this whole time, like, he was like, you better finish this quick. You know, stop messing around. Um, yeah. This girl got lucky because one of her marbles, the last marble she had, that it ricocheted. ricocheted off one of the marbles that turned into a boulder back into her hand, and she essentially turning into a boulder right underneath him and his balls just get crushed right yeah. away. <laughs> she, she crushed it she, she crushed his marbles with her marbles. Yeah. And he goes down and he loses. <laughs> and everybody's like, God damn it, you're useless. That's <laughs> why everybody thinks he's just using he's losing all the time. Like what what's so good about you? Um so then it comes down to Akira, and Akira has to win because if they don't win, they're out. I think it's like best out of four, or best, yeah, yeah. best out of four, or best out of three. Sorry, yeah, three. Um, so he's going up against another dude who looks like a complete weirdo, and he doesn't know what his ability is. But again, Akira, he has to use something that people imagine his ability is, and. Mm-hmm. The, he, like this is so. What he comes up with is he goes up to Modaka, and he essentially threatens him. He's like, "You suck." Because he gonna, lost. Yeah. Yeah. Because he lost he, yeah. Yeah. Which makes Modaka imagine that he has the hand cannon. He's gonna kill him with it. So he's able to create the hand cannon, and he kind of blasts over his head, missing him. So now everybody in the arena believes that his weapon is the hand cannon. Mm-hmm. Mission successful. Yep. So he starts blasting this guy, but he this guy falls down and he's able to create a shield, um, deflecting the attack completely. And he's doing this multiple times, and we get again his random ass backstory that really doesn't matter in the story. Like he's just a weirdo dude that again everybody just looked down on, and he always wanted to be the hero, and he could never be the hero. And once again, he's not going to be the hero here because he got a defensive ability. Mm-hmm. So, as he's about to give up because he doesn't believe he can win, you know, his team rallies his arm and he's like, I can do this. I'm going to win. They can't, you know, he can't hit me with this cannon. And then, as he thinks this, a shoe hits him right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, The shit just happened. And the Kira comes up behind him. He's like, Give up now. Because you're not going to be able to use your ability. Because apparently, in order for him to create a shield, he has to put one hand on the ground and one to deflect the attack. 
And the shield only protects against abilities. It doesn't protect against anything else. Hence why it is yep. the power of the shoe. Thanks, yep. shoe. Yep. <laughs> and he yeah. takes him out. Uh, so he gives up. He loses. And it's funny because in the background we see the red-headed girl choking him to death uh, as Akira is talking to his team, which is pretty funny. Um, and it was like, oh, that's a, too. Yeah, and he's like, oh, that's a yeah. useless ability. And he kind of explains how his ability would be really good for somebody like Shin. For example, um, yeah. So now it's two two. Yeah. So now it's Yuri's turn to fight. Um, and Yuri goes up to fight, and she finds out that the person she's fighting is, of course, her creepy ass stalker that murdered her. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, RNG. Yeah, randomness, right? And again, she clearly knows that this is not random, and now Akira is starting to believe that this is not random because why would you know, the two of them be here if it's so random. Like, so many people die every day. Why? What are the oh. chances, you know? Um, so he shows up, and he's, you know, please, we'll be here forever. Hurt me as much as you want, because you're telling him he's going to beat the shit out of him. And we find out that his ability is to essentially make himself invincible. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> so he's like, hit me as much as you want. He stands there. And she goes in and she punches him right in the chest and he just goes flying out of the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Akira really realizes just how powerful Yuri is. Um, because that's where he kind of realizes that it's not about raw strength, it's about all physical attributes. She combined it, the hit with not only power, but speed and momentum. And thus she was able to move it's like a whole physics thing that she was able to move something that shouldn't be movable. Yeah. Um, but she knocks this dude out in one hit and they win. Um, and, you know, their victory thing was to have a nice gourmet meal and the losers are supposed to serve them. So, of yeah. course, the, the three female characters are put into bunny suits, sexy bunny suits, while the two guys are in the background just doing nothing. <laughs> Nobody wants. By the way, bunny they did almost add what's his name into a bunny suit as well because he lost his fight. Uh, Modaka, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you look good in the bunny suit. There's like an image of him in the bunny suit. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was essentially their punishment, but not really because as the whole evening ends, uh, the cat girl tells them, you know, I still have to give you your real punishment. And again, this is stupid because we never actually find yeah. out what that punishment is because it never happens. So then we move on to phase three. Uh, the winners, they get to go on through specific doors and we find out the losers get to do the same thing. So winning or losing apparently didn't really matter. Um, mm -hmm. And they end up in phase three. And phase three mm -hmm. is this big, giant, foresty area. Like a whole This is where majority of the the absolute series concluded yeah. in. I got very yes. Naruto vibes with this whole and, and this is where I feel like for me the anime kind <laughs> of went a little downhill. Um so essentially um the whole area there's kind of like a civil war going. Well not a war, it's like a battle between two factions. Uh the green team and the red team. Um and Akira and Yuri uh, are essentially 
they're 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 helped out by uh this this blonde guy who he's like oh you know there's this battle going on everybody's fighting for recruitment um would you like to join us and he takes them to their base um this is where they also encounter uh members of the red team second like essentially the ginyu force uh, yeah <laughs> in, in red track suits, the face. Like, yeah that's that's so i god god yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they show up, and we find out one of them has a hand cannon ability too. And this is what I don't get: is why he has a hand cannon, but he's such a shitty fucking character who doesn't do anything. Like, is that really what his ability is, or I don't know what his ability really was? But we just saw that he had a hand cannon, and once again, he uses Yuri to make her believe that he has the hand cannon as a weapon, and he uses it to help them during the fight, but eventually they run away from them. Um, and they get to the, the, the green team's base, and we find out it's like a whole civilization there. People are, have a home, they have jobs, and some people have been there for years and years and years, even generations. So this has been going on for a very long time. Um, but they've essentially built a society, and essentially the way you have to get out of Phase 4 or Phase 3 is... You get a phone as you enter the area, and it essentially turns into an RPG. Like, random quests appear, and you have to complete the quest, and you get points. Uh, but you have to score at least 1,000 points. When you get 1,000 points, you can move on to Phase 4. But the points are hard to get, because, like, things are worth, like, 10 points, 5 points, 1 point. So, people have been there for a very long time trying to get points to get out. Um... So they're there, they get to the green base, and, you know, the green base's leader, he is talking to them, he finds out that Yuri's ability is the the five times um, power. Yeah. Um, and they tell him that Akira's ability is the hand cannon, and he's like, oh, the hand cannon is a very powerful ability, and they're like, he's super excited to have high-powered ability characters on their side now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the leader also doesn't really trust that Akira has the hand cannon. Um, at least not not fully. And Akira kind of tests him as he holds his hand out in front of him. And the leader of the green team, he's just staring at him and trying to talk him talk to him. But the cannon is not appearing, and because the cannon is not appearing, Akira deduces that he doesn't believe he has the cannon. Um. Until Yuri starts to say something, and then all of a sudden the cannon appears, and he shoots him, but he does no damage to him. And that is kind of our first hint of what the the green team's leader, uh, leader's power is. Um, he does no damage to him with the hand cannon, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, we'll we'll join you." And then he asks them if the two of them can have a room together with one bed. <laughs> so she's all freaking out like oh he likes me and this and that she thinks it's like a romantic thing yeah and you know they're in their room and she thinks bad things are going to happen and then that's when Yuri or Akira kind of tells her not to talk too much because he thinks the room is essentially mugged, mugged yeah. and they're listening in so he shares a secret with her he tells her that the hand cannon is not really his ability he essentially kind of convinces her 
that his power is telepathy. And he kind of gets her to talk in her mind to him. Because if he tells her, obviously, he told her what his power is, so she imagines that's what his power is. So they start talking telepathically. Um, and before the night is over, he tells her he trusts her completely, and that's when he finally reveals to her what his true power is. And he pretty much tells her it's whatever anybody thinks it is, that's what it's going to be. Wow. And then we cut to the red team, where we kind of learn who their leaders are. And their leaders, there's two of them. Number one and number two. Number one is this big fucking giant brute with fangs for teeth. Yeah. Uh Um, And the other one is essentially the psychopath-looking serial killer um, who just sits around trying to control people. Um, He's basically the brains, and number one is the bronze. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, they learned that there's these two people, you know, a hand cannon and this other girl who's a fighter. Um, so, the next episode, I believe, is uh, the cat girl appears on everybody's phone. And she tells them, there's going to be a quest. And you have to go to this location where the quest details will be revealed. So, you know, the green team breaks up into teams. They head over there. Um, and part of these quest details is uh, players aren't allowed to fight and kill each other during this quest. Um, and this becomes significant because obviously the red team is going to be there as well, who only wants to kill other players. Um, so they show up and. You know, in the quest, they pretty much have to fight off these mummies that Akira already fought in the beginning of the show. Um, And it's also a good way for Akira to kind of look and see what other abilities the the green team has, or the members. And one guy has teleportation. Um, Another, uh, this chick is able to create a giant sword, um, who we find out also had a baby in the area, and the baby doesn't have cuffs because the baby was born in this other world. Um, because she got there when she was pregnant. Um, so we see a bunch of abilities. There's like a nun who uses uh, dolls, and anything she does to the dolls, uh, she throws it at the person she wants it to affect, and if the doll hits the person or touches the person, whatever she did to the doll happens to them. Um, like break their neck, break their arms, whatever. So we see some of these other characters. But for the majority, like any big battle sequences, we see the main characters are like designed and everybody else looks like a bum on the street. And you know that person's useless in the show. <laughs> um, so, you know, they're fighting, they're fighting and they're fighting. And then uh, the red team shows up. And the red team decides that they're not going to really fight the zombies. They're going to use slaves and we see that they have some sort of control over random people that they capture in this world and they send them out to essentially die or they they're they're really sent out there to stop the green team from retreating because once the red team shows up the green team and their leader decide they need to leave because they don't want the red team to know what their abilities are 
um, and if they're using their abilities, obviously they, they can see and they study it. Uh, so they send these slaves to essentially get in the way to stop them from escaping, but also these mummies are killing them and attacking them. Um, so, you know, they, they feel like they killed all the mummies, and then the cat girl releases a big giant cat mummy, essentially. And it's like a big giant boss battle thing. And it starts to attack, and you know, their attacks aren't really doing anything. Uh, Akira's hand cannon is pretty useless. Uh, even Yuri isn't really able to do much damage to it. Um, so their leader pretty much tells them to all escape, and he goes up to fight this cat thing. And unfortunately, he has to reveal to the red team what his ability is. Now, everybody knows that he has some sort of kinetic field every time somebody hits him, so he's able to just negate the the damage so all everybody pretty much knows that um but what they don't know is what he's able to do afterwards with it so as he's taking this these hits um he's able to then turn the damage he took the kinetic energy from the hit and use it against the person or an opponent um which makes it a very powerful ability because he can just go defense and then switch all the damage Off, he takes yeah. into offense. It's awesome. Yeah. It's a super powerful ability. Um, and he does that. He blows a hole in this thing thinking he killed it. And everybody's like, oh shit, that's what his real ability is. That's super powerful. Um, but the downside it's to using this negotiate. is negotiate is what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Um, it sacrifices a part of whoever's using it. So the kinetic blast is so powerful, um, depending on how much he absorbs, um, it can essentially destroy the person using it. Because that the hit or the kinetic energy reverses back into the arm or the leg, whatever he's using to attack with. So as he does this, he bowls a hole in this thing, and he's, or his left arm be, pretty much becomes destroyed and, and damaged. He can't use it anymore. Um, but this thing doesn't die. You find out that it starts to eat the other mummies, and as it eats them, it regenerates. And as it does this, um, Akira and Yuri come back to help the green team leader, and Akira comes up with a plan. And he communicates this plan to, to Yuri, and because he doesn't want the red team to know that he has any other ability besides the hand cannon, he tries to lead this monster into a blind spot. So none of the red team can see what's going on. Which he does successfully. And he's like backed into a corner as the mummy goes into swing. Um, it somehow misses. And Akira shows up on top of the monster with the cannon in its face. And he blasts it in its face, killing it. Or we think he's killed it. Um... It goes down, they think they've won, but no. The monster gets back up, and they're like, holy shit, what is it going to take? And out of nowhere, that's where number one shows up and punches this mummy's head off with one hit. Punches its head off, killing it. Um, he starts talking to Yuri and Akira, and Yuri gets pissed off and tries to attack him. Uh, she fails, he grabs her by the leg and just kind of throws her about. Um, and then the cat lady shows up, and she's like, 
this is not going to happen. Um, but because you broke the rules of not attacking another player during this event, you're not going to get any points. You know, you're the green team is essentially disqualified. So she kind of not she. I think is it the red team or the green team that convinces her to start the event? Is the red team? It was the red team. They wanted to kill people, but he can't kill people. Yeah, Yeah. number two. Number two um, suggested it. Yeah, so number two suggests an event to to finally put an end to the deadlock because they've been in a deadlock for a long time. And they know that the cat girl is getting irritated with this deadlock because she wants people to move on to the next phase. But nobody's doing it. So, comes up with a plan. The plan is a battle between red and green. Um, and whoever wins um, gets to essentially either disable the power of the red team or the green team, I believe is what the stipulation. But the red team decides, hey, let's make it more interesting. If we win, we want everybody on the green team to die. Like, mm-hmm. they're just going to die. Um. At first, nobody agrees, but then Akira, out of nowhere, agrees to it. He's like, let's do it. Against, you know, everybody's want. Um, So it's agreed upon. So a week's time, this is what's going to happen. This is going to be the battle. The green team leader is injured. You know, they were able to rescue a bunch of these slaves as well. Um, And a lot of them joined, joined the team. We then find out that Shin... Uh, helps one of the the green team's uh, members, so he joins the green team as well, the wrestler. Um, But we also know, find out that there's a third faction, the blue team. Yeah, I think this is where I think this is where um, Akira and Yuri, they went out to go, like, scout? Was it scout or like, I think it was supposed to advise the plan of where they're going to set up like, players? I don't remember. Well, they, they... It, it comes in, in the disguise of we're going to go and meet up with the blue team. So the blue team is neutral. They don't pick either side. And nobody messes with them. And nobody messes with them because their leader is apparently uber powerful. And both the green team and the red team don't really want to mess with him. Um, mm-hmm. Because they know he's super powerful. Um, and we see him. He's you know this lazy dude who wears headphones all the time. He just wants to take a nap. <laughs> so before they go out on a scouting mission um, Yuri encounters one of the people that he saved and one of the people that he saved is the girl that they fought in the team vs team who's able to mimic another person's ability by the tenth of the power um, and we find out that her ability is actually more useful than what we thought because in order for her to mimic the power she's able to find out what the power is just by looking at somebody. Or scanning mm-hmm. them, as she calls it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she scanned Yuri's ability. And she tells him, I know your ability is not the hand cannon. But she can't really figure out what it is. Or how to use it. <laughs> um, and, you know, he kind of gets mad at her. But then, you know, she tells him what her power is. And they kind of, they come up with a plan. And we learn about this plan pretty much in the last few episodes. Um, also, she has a crush this, on him from real life. Yeah, she has a crush on him Again. because she knows who he is in the real world. 
he's he was called um how what was his name i can't remember but again another reason why this is not really random yeah it really isn't <laughs> uh, but he was like this great player that nobody could ever beat um so she knows who he is um but yuri's like super jealous because she apparently likes akira and she he's hanging mm-hmm. out with this new girl uh but he comes to yuri and he's like hey who randomly sleeps in a different room now they're not in the same cabin anymore i don't know what happened there but he asks her to go on a scouting mission he wants to go and talk to the blue team um which he meets up with, and we find out that Modaka has joined the boot team. And he's there when this meeting is going on. And Akira essentially talks to him, and he's offering him, like, 500 points for people to come and join the green team. And at oh, first, he's like... Any, like... Did we have any reference to the point systems until then, really? Like, I know we knew what point systems were, but did we, like, understand numbers? Because... They're like, we're offering you 500 points. And I'm like, is that a lot no, of points? No, we don't, because we don't even know how we got 500 points. <laughs> it's like, is 500 a lot? Is that not much? I don't know <laughs> what scale this is. Like, <laughs> congratulations, you have 500 of something. Yeah. Is that 500 points is... Yeah, 500 points is a lot of points, because you need 1,000 to move on to phase four. Okay, okay, um, so, never mind. Yeah, I so it was a lot. It just confused me. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, nah, I don't want to, like, and Akira's like, just tell your people what we're offering, and if anybody, any of them want to join us, they can, and this will be the reward. And he's like, nah, but I'll I'll do it if you give me Yuri. And he's like, hell no, I'm not giving you Yuri. But then he says no, and then he makes a counteroffer. He's like, I'll give you Yuri if you join the fight with us. <laughs> it's like, you just said no, and then you're like, yeah, I'll use her if you come join me. And she's just like, okay, with it. He's like, oh, you're just going to give me away, huh? Because that's your choice. <laughs> um, and he refuses. But he says that he's going to pass on the message to his team anyway. And then out of nowhere... They notice Monaka's there. And they're like, oh, when did you get here? And he's like, I've been here this whole time. <laughs> Nobody paid attention to him. He, he's just standing by the tree. Um, and he's like, I'm going to kill you for sure. and Because he wants revenge on Akira for embarrassing him. Um, he's like, sure, whatever. And then they leave. So then it comes time for the battle. And essentially the battle consists of these three towers and you have to put your phone into the tower uh and you hold the towers and the longer you hold them the more points rack up and as you get points you can have the cat girl activate a special ability um that ability can be if you spend one point you can essentially talk to everybody on the battlefield um if you spend five points uh you get something i don't remember what it was i know it's talk to talk to someone on the battlefield, you can revive a teammate, you can steal someone's ability. I think that was it. Oh, no, no, I think there's one more. I don't steal, remember the other one. Sealing, sealing yeah, 50, 50 points was to seal somebody's ability. So the handcuffs shut. And 100 points, I don't even remember what the 100 points one was. Um, but it doesn't matter because it never came into effect. 
Um, so the green team starts the battle by trying to take the three towers. They take two of them. Um, but the third one, they're about to take, and out of nowhere, oh, actually, they have, okay, so the rules is you have a king. Each team designates who the king is, but the other team doesn't know who the king is. They designate who the king is. If you take out the king, you That's automatically it. win. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So well, the no, whole the point is, is, is to win. defeat the king. You just get so many points that you basically won. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so we assume the red team's king is number one. Because he's the bronze. Yeah. He's and bronze, we yeah. assume the green team's king is their leader, obviously. I mm-hmm. don't know his name. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the plan the then becomes... Glasses. So the green team hangs back in a secret location in the forest. And they're essentially being guarded by the girl that the wrestlers save, Shin. And her ability is to create a giant wind field. And anything that moves or comes close to that, she's going to know right away. Um, um, so they're pretty much being protected by that. Um, everybody else is out in the field. So the, they get to the third tower, and it's the girl with the sword who had the baby. Um, she's about to take the, the third tower, and then out of nowhere, here comes number one. And they're like, holy shit, they're going to send out number one just to fight? Like, he's the king. If he loses, you know, we pretty much have this in the bag. So they're super surprised that number one is there. And number one is like, I don't give a shit. You can try to stop me, but I know none of you can. And technically, he's right as we we get through to the story. Um, So he starts to fight them off. And this girl, you know, she's trying to fight him. And she has a pretty cool ability. Uh, she has this giant sword, and she's swinging it around, and he's obviously dodging it pretty easily. And then she swings down, and he grabs the sword with his arm. And that's where we find out what her real ability is. And her real ability is to essentially control the weight of the object she's holding. Um, so she makes the sword super heavy, and he's like having a hard time pulling it down, and it's like pushing him into the ground. The ground is breaking. But... He's still too fucking powerful, and he breaks her sword. Um, he breaks it, and he hits her, and he's like, that's a nice ability. Um, too bad it's not good enough to beat me. Uh, so everybody knows that she's about to die, and the guy with the blonde hair, he's in love with her. Um, yeah. And he, we find out his ability, he's an archer. <coughs> so... He kind of, um, they all send pretty much everybody there to try to, to try to help her. And the king is there. If they can team up on the king and beat him, they're going to win. Um, I forgot to mention, though, before this, we did get some introductions to the red team's generals, is what they're called. Um, and they're all pretty fucking crazy characters. One is the psycho girl who has this, like, dude moving around a cart with him. Um, uh, we also find out the, the redhead girl from the team yeah. battle is also hanging out with the red team. Yeah. Um, we also get a butler. Well, he dressed, he kind of just like a butler. Which one was the butler? The one that can shrink things. That can oh, shrink he... objects. Oh yeah. The butler. Um, he's always with, you know, the two of them. He's kind of helping yeah. out. We, we get 
through Gamma, some old guy on the skateboard. Um, yeah. Who has a really cool ability. Um, and some crazy samurai looking dude. Yes. Those are the generals of the red team. Um, so mm-hmm. as they're all rushing in to, to, to try to help um, the, the sword girl. Yeah. Um, things start to take shape and the plans start to come into effect. So Shin decides to stay behind to protect uh, this girl who's doing the wind abilities. Uh, mm-hmm. As he's there, the butler shows up. And, mm-hmm. you know, their battle ensues. And during this time, uh, the archer guy, he encounters the old dude. Yeah. Um, and Akira, he encounters the girl, the redheaded girl. And we find out that they kind of come up with a plan together, a deal of a sorts, which we don't see the deal happen, which is weird because during the scene, she has to shake his hand. He refuses because he doesn't know her ability, and then he just runs away. That's literally what the scene was. Yeah. <laughs> and then she gets on the phone, and she calls someone. We don't know who, and she says, if you're looking for Akira, I just saw him. So we assume she's telling somebody where he is. Apparently, more happened in that scene that they just kind of didn't show us, even though they showed us the entire scene. Um, but Akira, as he's running, he running somewhere. We don't know where he's running. At least at this point, we don't know. But he encounters uh, Monaka. Yeah. And Monaka's like, hey, it's time for you to die. Um, at this point, we find that we get a little flashback, and we see that Yuri, who is supposed to be with Akira the whole time, she gets pissed off because Akira doesn't want to go help yeah. that girl. Save the girl, yeah, with the sword, yeah. So she takes off, and she's like, if you really cared, you join me. But he doesn't. So she takes off to help. Um, so they're separated, and that puts a kink in his plan, but he's like, oh, I guess I have to go with plan B. It's like, this fucking mm-hmm. guy. Um, so they get... <laughs> so, so he encounters Monaka, and they start to fight, but this time, Monaka has a good advantage. You know, he's not able to really hit him with the cannon. He's breaking trees and shit, and he's using the trees as daggers that he's throwing at Akira. Akira is essentially pinned to the wall, to a tree, and then Monaka notices the samurai from the red team. As he's about to kill Akira, he tells him, hey, watch out. Akira dodges the attack, and then they're about, the two of them are about to team up to take on the samurai. But the samurai, he's taking his sword, and he's creating, like, a wind attack. But it's not a really wind attack. It's a physical attack. It's like a shockwave. Yeah, because um, Monaka thinks he can cut it because his sword can cut anything. He fails. Um, Monaka can't really block it, or Akira can't really block it. Um, So Monaka kind of comes up with this four-step plan to win. And the plan consists of, I'm going to attack, he's going to block, you're going to appear behind him and shoot him, and that's how we're going to win. Um, so they execute this plan. Um, Monaka thinks he's a better swordsman than the samurai. He's not. Um, he gets knocked down. Uh, Akira comes up behind. He shoots a tree 
destroying it and shattering it into a thousand pieces. And then he shoots again. And this guy was able to, the samurai is able to cut the, the, the cannon blast. Um, and as this is happening, you know, he's like, oh, you used a four-step plan. I already know what that is. And Akira's like, what about step number five? And he looks up and, you know, all the shards are there. Yeah. And Monaka realizes, oh, shit, look what he's done for me. So he jumps up and he kicks these wooden shards and they turn into daggers and they go into the samurai. One of them hits him in the face and head and he kills him. Mm-hmm. Samurai guy is dead. And then we find out what was really going on. Um, the samurai had the exact same ability as Monaka. He was using essentially the same ability. And the way he was creating the shockwave was, I believe, he was using the sheath as yes. yeah. a second weapon, from what I understood. Um, I, can't phys- I can't actually remember exactly yeah. how he was able to do the shockwave. Um, but it had to do with the sheath because he was able to turn both of them into a weapon. So that battle is won, and Akira takes off, and Monaka he takes off to fight um, number one mm-hmm. as well. So at this point, we get to sh- we come back to Shin, and Shin encounters the butler, and that's where we learn. The, what the butler's ability is. He's able to shrink anything he, t- he, he wants, pretty much. And he fights with, like, wires and shit. So you, they're almost yeah. impossible to see. And Shin, again, not using this power because he's too proud to use it. Um, he's choking. Um, he's able to grab and choke uh, the butler, but the butler wraps his arm with a wire and he cuts off his arm. Yep. Uh, and as he's trying to continue to catch him, um, obviously he's not able to. Uh, he puts a wire trap on the ground and it wraps his foot around it and then he cuts off his toes. Just the toes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we see that he wraps a whole body wire around him and all he has to do is shrink up and he'll pretty much cut him up. Um, yeah, I think the next part was to... his neck. Yeah, the next part was his neck. Mm-hmm. Well, he was, yeah, he was trying to cut off his neck. His head, well, his head, yeah. Yeah, but before he was able to do that, in comes the the wind girl, and she essentially like flies in and knocks him out, saving Shin. And then Shin gets his backstory. We we see that you know he was young. He had a brother um, who was a wrestler. His brother died in a car accident. Shin survived, and he he kind of imagines his brother and is like, if you're not using your ability because you're too proud to do it, then you're an idiot and just do it. And he finally does. He uses his ability, and it doesn't just make his body invincible, it turns him into a Power Ranger, pretty much. <laughs> it becomes this big Iron Knight, um, yeah. and as he tries to shrink the wire that's around him, he's able to break the wire, because he's got two seconds of invinci- invincibility. He runs up, and I believe he grabs him by the throat and smashes him into the ground. He does like a choke stab to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's able to kill him with that one move. In two seconds. So the butler is down, the samurai is done. Um, now we cut to the redheaded girl. And we see the psycho chick 
running around. We see her kind of her ability, and she has like these toys, like helicopters and toy tanks and stuff. But they're killing dudes with live ammo, so her ability is really powerful. So she encounters the girl in red, and she's pissed off because she's jealous of her. She calls her a whore and a slut, because you know, whatever. Um, so she's trying to kill her, and the redhead girl is dodging things, but eventually she starts getting hit. She's getting hit, she starts taking damage, and see, she's bleeding. She's like on her knees, bleeding. And, you know, this girl's like, uh huh. Oh, actually, no, before that, uh, the priest girl yeah, tries to neck. kill her. Yeah, she, she breaks the neck of a puppet, throws it at her, it hits her in the foot, yeah. and breaks this girl's neck. So we think she dies, but then she gets up, puts her head back together, and she's like, nah, and she's that's when she encounters the redheaded girl, and the redheaded girl believes that her power is invincibility. Pretty much, she yeah. can't die; she's immortal. Well, first she thinks her they, they think her ability is um, um the ability to um, what you call it? God damn it! Uh, do, do, do toys. Okay. Because they, they think her ability is that. But then she starts to think it's the immortality, right? Yeah. Because she saw her yes. put her head back together. Um, yeah. Yeah. So as she's bleeding to death, she's like, oh, it looks like you took too much damage. Um, and she's like, no, I took enough damage. And that's where we learn what the red girl's ability is. She can turn her blood into blades. Yeah. Um, because she throws her blood and it hits this other girl, and blades come out and attack her like she did with the button guy. And this why I said it doesn't make any sense because yeah. she never bled during that fight. Yeah. So how did she kill him? <laughs> yeah. Um, Unless she already had a cut, or maybe she carries like a blood bag. I don't know. <laughs> um, but she hits him a bunch. Um, she hits her a bunch. But she doesn't die. She's like in her eye. She's got a blade sticking out of her eye. Um, and then she's able to essentially pin her to the wall. Um, but she still won't die. And that's when she kind of realizes that immortality is super OP. And she doesn't believe the cat girl will give anybody the ability of immortality. Because that's ridiculous. Nobody can ever die mm -hmm. with that. It's, it's overpowered. It's god mode. Mm -hmm. So she is trying to find who is really using the powers. Uh, and she thinks it's the little boy. Well, we think she thinks it's the boy that's always with her, moving the cart. Um, she sees him. Uh, she runs to him, destroying all his little army toys. Uh, but instead of attacking him, she stabs the crate. And that's where we find out that the person who's really controlling everything is in the crate. Yeah, He's just this weird, pervy dude who's in there. And as she kills him, the tanks and the helicopters stop moving, and the other girl stops moving, who we find out is also a toy, pretty much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so then the little boy is there, and she's like, well, who the hell are you? And he's like, well, I just kind of showed up here, and this was my job. <laughs> this is what he made me do. It was essentially a whole plan to, to hide who he really is. Um, it was a good plan, but she figured it out. Um, 
But unfortunately, this boy also was killed. She killed this little boy as well. Yeah, well, three of the. She hmm? told yeah. him what her plan is, and rather than have him him know and tell someone, she kills him. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's like, yeah, my plan is to betray those team, possibly. Yeah, yeah, she tells him. Yeah, happens. pretty much. Yeah, this is what she. This is where we find out she made the the plan with Akira, which we never saw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where she you know she would live no matter who wins, as long as nobody knows that she's playing both sides. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that's why she goes. So we come back to the last, essentially, the last of the generals. And that's the mm -hmm. old guy. And, you know, the the archer dude and his team is kind of dead except for him. He's got all these burns and corrosion on his body. And that's when Akira shows up. And Akira's like, hey, you need to go. I'll take care of this. And that's where he explains what this old guy's ability is. And his ability is essentially chemistry where he can erode yeah. pretty much any physical object. Um. Anything that comes near him erodes right away. But it has to be a physical object. Um, so this guy thinks, you know, he's all powerful. And... But he doesn't know that Akira's power is really the hand cannon. Um, so Akira can't use the hand cannon. So what does he use? Well, he uses the ability that the samurai used. And I think this is why he explained it to Monaka. Of how yeah. he hit them with the whatever the wind attack is, because it doesn't have a physical form. Um, and he did it because that's who he can focus on to remember what they think the ability is. So he's taking that and he takes out the sword and he uses that wind ability on the old guy. Mm -hmm. And he's able to kill him essentially in one hit, cutting him. Because it's not a physical object that hit him, so he's able to kill the old guy with it. Um, Which the old guy did mention, that's the only attacks he can't really block or dodge. Yeah, because he can't physically touch it. It doesn't have physical yeah. property. Um, yeah. So he technically had a very OP ability. Anything that would have hit him, he would have blocked except something that he can't actually grab, which was that. Mm -hmm. Um... So now it comes, it comes down to number one. So Yuri shows up, um, and she's fighting him. Wait, hold and on. They're having before a pretty you, good fight. Before you continue, what are we after this? Is this after this part? Is it the betrayal or the betrayal comes before this? Oh, he actually came before this. My bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they capture a guy. Um, the green team captures a guy and they find out that there's a traitor among them who's relaying information to the red team. Mm -hmm. um, and they capture him and they're kind of interrogating him and the girl comes in, the, the girl with the glasses who can yeah. take people's abilities. Mm -hmm. um, and she's trying to be nice to him to find out what's going on and what they know. Well... He promises to tell them everything as long as she gives them a glass of water. So she goes to get some water. She comes back and she finds him dead. And we find out that there are actually two traitors. Mm -hmm. And anyway, we later we find we're, out... We're, we're coming in about an hour and a half, so... <laughs> oh, my bad, bad. 
just a heads up. We tried to, yeah. Okay. I'll try to go quick then. Um, yeah, we find out the second traitor is the old doctor maid lady who's been in the green cap her entire life, who find out later that uh, the red team leaders, number one and number two, are actually her foster kids, I guess you can say. Yeah, um, kind of, yeah. So she threatens the, the baby's life um, if the, the leader doesn't give up his phone and, mm-hmm. you know, pretends that he's dead. Essentially, well, he has to die and they get the phone and that's how they get points if they kill the other team. They have to get mm-hmm. the phone. Um, she blasts him because she has the hand cannon ability, which is apparently the rarest, but yet everybody has it ability. <laughs> she blasts him. Uh, we think he's dead. She takes the baby and leaves. But the girl in the glasses, she goes and she tries to stop him. Um, they get into a fight, and that's when she realizes her ability is actually good because she takes the hand cannon ability, and at a tenth of a power, she's able to fire it like a machine gun, rapid fire. Yeah, rapidly. Yeah, rapidly. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't have to wait for it to recharge like everybody else has to. Um, yeah. And she's able to to defeat this old lady, uh, essentially killing her by dropping a bunch of rocks on her. Saves the baby. Um, we find out that the old guy actually survived. He's not dead. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the whole betrayal thing. So mm-hmm. we get to Yuri. Uh, Shin shows up uh, and Monoko shows up. So the thing, the three of them think they can take on Yuri. And, or number one, sorry. Yeah, and number one. They're yeah. able to defeat him to the point where uh, I believe uh, Monoko is able to cut him on his chest. Yeah, yeah on his chest, yeah. And they think they've won, and I believe here is when it cuts to Akira, who finally finds number two. Yeah, and you know they start talking, and a whole bunch of people show up because he's using them as slaves. Um, and one of those people is the girl who shoots the marbles. Um, and she kind of gets in his way, um, but they fight. They start talking a lot, and we find out that number two's ability is um, essentially debt. Yeah, if you talk to him and he allows you to do something, even if you agree to it or not, um, you owe him a debt. <laughs> yeah, I was um, confused with this because I didn't understand how he got how he got Akira. Yeah, so pretty much what happened is Akira started talking to him because all the slaves showed up and he didn't stand a chance. Right? Um, mm-hmm. He couldn't really use his hand cannon to defeat them all. So what had happened was he started talking to him and number two said, oh, I think you're just trying to buy time, but I'll allow it. And that's essentially the deal right there is he's letting him talk. And that's the debt that he owes him. And we find out his ability is dead. So what happens is (laughs) number one would come in and threaten to kill people. Number two would come in, save them. And then enslave them because they owe him a life debt. Mm-hmm. Because he yeah. saved their life. Um, so that's how he was able to keep all these people. But with Akira, uh, he's able to trap him by putting a, a chain around his foot to stop his movements. Mm-hmm. Um, and the debt is, this is your debt. You know, you owe me now, so I'm going to strap you to the ground. Um, and this is when, uh, number two, he knows that Akira has a second ability. Because he was able to get away from the big cat mummy thing. Yeah. Um, 
And he's like, use the ability, go ahead. And he uses it, he teleports, which is the, the teleportation ability that one of the green men had. Uh, yeah. Able to the, the, the guy with the afro, yeah. The guy with the afro. Yeah. He comes up behind him, and he thinks he, he's got him, and then two guys grab Akira, and we find out that, oh, I already knew what you were going to do. Number two tells him, and he comes up and he stabs him. Mm-hmm. And Akira goes down. We think Akira's out. Um, because he's bleeding. Yeah, but during the time he was talking to him, he was explaining um, the old guys' power, the green team leader's power. And yes. he was feeding him information for him to imagine that. Um, and during this moment, Akira starts laughing as him. Oh, I played into your trap. I think you played into mine. And you know, number two is like, "What the hell is going on?" And he starts to imagine, um, the old guy's ability because he fed him this ability. Uh, so he convinces him that Akira has that same power, and he's able to take the knife stab wound that he took and turn it into energy. And blast number two. Mm-hmm. As number two goes down, uh, at this moment we also found out that number the king of the green team is actually Akira, not the old guy. Yes, yeah. Because they thought they would have won by now, but that didn't happen. <coughs> what? Why I love this? Why I love this moment so much is because Akira told number two that you're so cocky and conceited that you didn't plan nothing out. You just assume. Where Akira was playing this from the beginning, from the from the moment that he met him, I remember because there was a point where they there was a guy that was running to the red team telling Akira, no, telling number two about oh, there's a the green team has a guy who has a hand cannon and Yuri who has the Kachupa power, but that was actually Kira in disguise. I forgot how he was able to. Able to transform his body. Yeah, during remember. the scouting, during the scouting, uh, he had Yuri imagine an ability that nobody saw. Like she just imagined him having the ability to take the form of somebody else, and um, it worked. It was a test that he did. So yeah, the, I forgot to mention this. Yeah, he pretended to be uh, one of the members, the the guy that they captured on the red team. He turned into yeah. him. Um, went to the red team and he kind of fed them information about um, Akira himself that he has mm-hmm. the hand cannon and he has another ability uh, to make them believe that he had the ability of teleportation. That's how he was able to teleport and get behind him because number two thought, "Oh, hey, do it, do the do the teleportation." That he did. Um, yeah. And it's also here where he noticed all the slaves. He noticed the the marble girl. So he he knew everything that was happening. Um, but we cut back to this, and this is where number two tells Akira that number one's power is not just because uh, he has the same kind of power as Yuri, where he can um, yeah increase his strength by five. Um, but he has another ability. What what his real ability is. Um, so during the fight, he gets cut, and that's where we see his ability. And it's essentially raging out like Brawley does, um, mm-hmm. where he says he doesn't feel any pain, and the more he gets hit, the more powerful he becomes. So when he's kind of at near death, essentially, he becomes super powerful. Yeah. So he takes out Monaka pretty easily. He hits him in the arm and like breaks his arm by twisting yeah. him completely. Mm-hmm. Then knocks him out. 
And then he goes after Shin, who's able to just defend for two seconds, and then he gets knocked out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's up to Yuri, and Yuri fights at her full power, and she punches um, number one, breaking her left arm, but also cracking the, or yeah, cracking the the left arm of number one. And then yeah. we get his backstory about he was a kid in this foster home with with number two and number with two, number two and. With a teacher, yeah, yeah abuse is going up. on and stuff like yeah. that, and yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's raging out, and during the fight, Yuri gains the upper hand on him, and as she goes in to deal the final blow to number one, right as she hits him, her powers get sealed. Yeah, <laughs> and. She gets hit, and she goes flying into the wall. And we find out that number two, on his deathbed, was able to use ability because one of his teammates used one of the towers to gain points. And he gained 50 points, and he used those 50 points to seal Yuri's abilities. So he's about to kill Yuri. It wasn't an ability. He had a second phone. Remember, Akira took his phone. But when Akira oh, was yeah, walking yeah. away, he's like, "All oh, the jokes on you," because he took a second phone out of his his jack pocket, um, his coat pocket, and he used it to seal her ability. Yeah, yeah. So he seals her ability. Everybody's about to die there, and then Akira uses his one point ability to get on the intercom, essentially, and tell him he's going to go fight him if he doesn't kill her. He promises all these things, and number one agrees to it. So as Akira shows up, um, he tries to get Yuri's attention. He wants number one to wake her up. So he does so he can talk to her. And there's a plan to this. Um, so he shows up, and as number one charges at him to hit him, uh, he uses Yuri to essentially imagine her power in him, I believe it is. Yeah. But... Because he can't really control her power, he asks her to essentially minimize it to essentially power only. Because he can't really move like she can. He he can't he doesn't have full control of that power because he tried it before. Um so he dodges the punch first and then Yuri imagines him with her power and he essentially punches him in the chest. Uh, sends him flying. Um, we think he's dead. He gets up. He says something. I don't remember what it is. He falls over and dies. And oh, he says something to the. Uh, he says something to Yuri, saying, um, "I think it's go protect the girl or fight for your continue to fight for your dreams, something like that." Because I know it was, it was for Yuri and the girl because obviously they had the whole battle about how he doesn't feel anything. He wants to start feeling, start feeling stuff again. And how Yuri's fighting for the girl. So it was something similar towards that. Okay. So, yeah. Um, he, he dies. They win. Um, everybody's taking to get medical attention. The cat girl shows up. She's like, meet me in that tower. Um, and we'll discuss what happens next. Uh, as Akira is kind of cleaning himself off in, in, in the river... Uh, the blue team leader shows up, and he's like, "I saw the whole thing, and I helped you." 
And Akira's like, when did you help me? How long have you been watching? He's afraid that he saw what his ability was. And we know that the Blue Reader is powerful. And Akira kind of wants to see what his power is. And out of nowhere, he pulls out the, hand, the hand, hand cannon, cannon, as again. always. The hand uh. cannon again. <laughs> he blasts Akira. And Akira's kind of down. And he's like, what the shit is going on? And I think we get the assumption that this guy's power is the same as Yuri's. Whatever they imagine becomes his weapon. And he imagined the hand cannon. So that's what he got. Um, but before he passes out, uh, the boot team leader tells him that he wants to kill the cat girl. And that essentially he wants Akira's help to do it. And Akira realizes, hey, we kind of have the same goal. Why not? And he passes out. He wakes up in his normal house before all this happened. And at this point, I was like, this better not be a whole fucking dream. I'm going to be so fucking pissed. That's what this <laughs> anime is. <laughs> but it's not. Um, he goes through his normal routine, which is side at the beginning. But then he comes up to a tower and Yuri is there. And, you know, she jumps up. She hugs him. And we see some of the, all the other characters. Um, Shin is back in the wrestling league. Um, Madoka is training at some dojo with a sword. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we find out that essentially they're in phase four. And yeah. phase four is Tokyo. Tokyo. That's, that's all we got. And that's where the anime ends. Ends with the cat girl turning her face as Akira and Yura walks away. Yep. So if we get a second season, I have no idea. I haven't run into it. Um, I, mean, probably I mean, this is a new anime. It only premiered last year, so we might get a second season. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that that's the whole anime. Um, so really quickly for me, um, I didn't like Akira essentially being um, the dude from Death Note. <laughs> pretty much. Or <laughs> yeah. he just predicts everything that's going to happen exactly how it happens. Because when he got stabbed, we saw that, you know, he had, like, stacks of meat wrapped around his stomach. Yeah. And, yeah. like, he just, he knew the dude was going to stab him in the stomach. What if he stabbed you in the face? Like, or, or <sighs> the chest, or the leg, you know? Like, there's everything, he planned everything out so meticulously and perfect. Like, he knew that Yuri was going to abandon him. He knew this guy was going to do this. He knew Madaka was going to show up and try to kill him. He planned everything out, and everything worked out exactly how he planned and it pissed Sounds me off because it's yeah. just like Death Note. And I'm like, that's so unrealistically stupid. Not just Death Note, but Dr. Stone as well. Yeah, yeah. And I hate that shit. And I think this is why it feels like a familiar anime because we've seen a lot of this stuff in other animes just put together. So it's like, have I seen this before? Have I not seen this before? It feels like I've seen it before. Um, there's a lot of elements of Hunter x Hunter here, especially with this RPG world that they're in, because in Hunter x Hunter they go into the same type of world. Um, there's, it just seems to borrow a lot from a lot of animes. Um, but for me, overall, I like some of the characters. Um, I kind of wish they had a little more humor. I think a lot of more humor would have been cool here. Um, yeah. But overall... <laughs> I like the voice acting. Uh, the animation was hit and miss in a lot of moments here. Um, but I, I thought it was a decent anime. 
I won't say it's fantastic. I won't say it's it's great. I I think it's okay. Um, I liked it the beginning half more, where they're kind of the one on one fights because the whole battle game in five seconds was pretty much abandoned after like the first two episodes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, Alfonso. Your yeah, um, I agree with you. The whole prediction. Oh, before thing, you I... go, uh, I'm gonna give it uh, six point five. Okay. Um, the whole prediction thing, yeah, like you said, definitely Doctor Snow. I didn't like that. I did like that he had to think outside the box to use his ability because basically he is a god that he could use any ability, but he just can't use it willingly. I I did enjoy that. Um, I'm mad at the big dude. Powers only last two seconds. That's that's uh, like that's a big handicap for a, a big person like that. I, I didn't like that. Yuri, she reminds me. Uh, she reminds me of the girl from um, what's that? that the high school evasion. Basically, she reminds me of her. Exactly her, the, her, her, her compassion and her rage. So I, I like her. Um, I didn't like. I don't like this. I didn't like program three. Program it focused on program three way too much. I understand you didn't want to like continue on with the programs after each and each after each after each episode, but it it stayed on this whole death battle rivalry too too much, and that's the way it started to get stale for me. Um, it was more interesting in the, the first couple of episodes. Yeah, animation was hit and miss. Um, dial, um, voice acting was decent. Um, like you said, Gary, I wish it was more humor. Um, for me personally, I'm going to give it a seven. I I want a season two because I want to know what's this organization organization's deal, like why they are killing people to do these games. And I hope Akira finds out the answer. So, yeah, and plus I want to know more about the blue team because obviously we only saw the blue leader's ability. We don't know about the other two that was with him or who else he has on his team. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot I still want to know, but I, I this whole season two gets better. So, seven for me. I've got to go with about... Sorry, carry on. No, I was going to ask him anything you wanted to add. That's it. I think that was it. I think we pretty much covered everything that I'd want to say. Um, like I'm, I don't like the fact there's a cliffhanger. I don't like cliffhangers in anime, yeah. especially when we don't know there's a next season. Um, the animation looked okay most of the time. Um, some of the plots were a bit weird, as we said earlier about the whole like the redhead lady that killed the other guy, even though it made no sense. Um, so I want to say a seven myself out of ten. And uh, Gary, you you've done your choice, haven't you, Gary? Yeah, it's your turn, buddy. Yeah, what is your anime? You know, I'm just gonna go with Miss Poshi's Dragon Maid season two. So yeah. early, huh? <laughs> Look, I, w- I want to go watch it. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, so early, yeah. I I, w- I would have said it as my first suggestion after the last suggestion if I could, but I decided to try and wait a little bit. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, anyway, you can find me at ng underscore chili. That's, that's my t- and shout out to everyone that listens. Thank you. Well, yeah, shout out to everybody. Thanks for listening. You can reach me on Twitter at Gagolish. That's G A G L A U S H. Alfonso? 
Shout out to all the listeners, to all the followers. Ben got me excited. I can't wait for the bi-weekly. This is going to be great. I'm about Yay. to start watching this as we end this. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at AlexChan7. I think season two is finished. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All righty. And that's it. That's it. We're done. No more. Goodbye. See you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.